Hello, friends. I'm Annie. And I'm Annie. You're listening to the Macros Universe podcast. Your weekly podcast for a dose of random facts, lightheartedness, health and fitness, and everything under the universe. Welcome to the Macros Universe podcast, episode 30. Today, we're going to talk about some general health and wellness. But first, Annie's going to give us our random fact of the day. All right. Our random fact of the day is all about the month of May. So the month of May is named, well, May is named after the Greek goddess Maya, the Greek goddess of spring. And the Romans had a similar goddess named Bonadia, where they would hold a festival in the month of May for her. Now, while the current calendar, which is the Gregorian calendar that we use, has May as the fifth month of the year, that wasn't always the case. Actually, in the Roman calendar, the Julian calendar, May was the third month of the year, and January and February did not exist in that calendar, which is so weird. I wonder how they, like, cal- calculated their months. And at one point, Literally, May they, was... They calculated them with the moon. Everyone was 28 days. They followed the, the cycle of the moon. Oh, I didn't realize the Roman calendar was uh, follow the moon, because... In the Chinese culture, they also use the lunar calendar and like it, they still use the lunar calendar today in conjunction with the Gregorian calendar. So that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, so our last May uh, fact is that May was once considered a bad luck month to get married. And there was a poem that said, Marry a May and you'll rue the day. So R U E, not rule the day, rue the day. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I thought that was interesting because I, I would think that, you know, like May's like the perfect month to get married in. So. Yeah, not too hot, not too cold. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So there's our random fact of the day all about May. Awesome. Okay, hey, well, today we just kind of wanted to have a discussion about general health and wellness and kind of like what that really even means. So what does that, what does it mean to you, Annie? Well, um, I guess first you want to define health, right? Like what does health mean to you? And so if we just look at the definition of health, which let me just Google it really quick (laughs) and see what uh, the internet says. So According to the Oxford Language Dictionary, health is the state and, and noun is the state of being free from illness or injury. And it is also a person's mental or physical condition. And so if we just look at what the definition of health is, it's being free from illness or injury. So there you go. There's our podcast for today. Just don't get sick. Don't get hurt and you'll be healthy. (laughs) The end. No. So like that's, that's health is such a wide, broad term, right? So we just read the definition of what health is defined as a noun, which is again, not being ill or not having an injury, but I feel like health is so much more than that. Right. And, you know, we have our physical health, which is what people generally think of. And then we have our mental health, which nowadays it's a lot more mainstream, which is so good because back then I remember like growing up, 
mental health was like a taboo. And I, I just remember watching, um, what was that show with like Franny? Like she talked like this, like she was the nanny. Oh, yeah, the nanny, yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it called the nanny? I think yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And I remember like the, the kids would like go to therapy and I'm like, that's so weird that the kids go to therapy, you know, like back then it's just not something that people talked about. But nowadays, you know, like society is recognizing how important mental health is. And to me, like, you know, general health, if we're, we want to define what general health is. So general health is your physical and your mental health and well-being. Well, what about you? What What is your definition of what general health is? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with the, the you know, not that it matters that I agree with it, but I agree with the dictionary definition of that term. Like, yeah, I think generally being, you know, having no illness or injury or whatever. Yes, I can see that. But then obviously, yeah, like you're saying, I mean, it's so much more nuanced than that. And there's like, I think, especially when we're talking to people about nutrition, there's such a wide variance on like, what does nutritional health even mean? Because you'll talk to someone and they'll be like, oh, I eat really, really healthy healthy and to them eating healthy means that they only eat like maybe organic foods but then someone else is like oh yeah I eat really healthy and that means that they don't eat any meat or whatever like so everyone kind of has like their own definition of like healthy nutrition or physical health or whatever um and so for me I I would agree again with that saying that it's or that definition that it's you know being well, but I think that it's about how we, how we feel. I think it's about how we perceive ourselves. I think that, you know, there's, there's mental health, there's physical health, there's spiritual health. Like, I think there's a lot of different things that um, factor into that. And I think that most of the time, if we don't have balance in all of those areas, we're not healthy overall, right? Like if something's off in one area, then it kind of throws off the whole thing. No, definitely. And um, when we think of health, generally, we think of physical health, right? And again, going back to that definition, you know, we want to be free of illness. And like, we want to be free of injury. And those are the two things I mean, like, no one wants to get sick, right? When you get sick, I feel like everything just comes to a halt. You can't, you don't feel good. Like, especially during the pandemic quarantine. And then like, now it's not just you being sick. Now you're worried about, oh, what would people think of me when I make a little cough like this? You know, like they're going to think I'm sick or you blow your nose, right? And so it's just interesting how we all want to be free of illness and free of injury. But again, the funny thing about being a human is I can guarantee every single person person alive on this planet has been sick at one point or another right or has injured themselves whether it's a big injury or like you're nailing a nail in the wall and then you hit your hand on the hammer (laughs) hit the hammer on your hand (laughs) hit your hand on your hammer hit the hammer on your finger you know like minor injury major injury we all go through that and so well what's the point then if we're all gonna get sick if we're all gonna get hurt like we're screwed. Like we, we just can't be healthy because it's going to happen. So what do we do? (laughs) Right. What do we do? No, no, don't panic. It's part of life. It's okay. No. And so I think, 
that's why it's uh, important to kind of talk about general health. And it's like, okay, well, we know the goal is not be sick and feel good and be able to do things that we want and not get hurt. That doesn't always happen. So now how should our expectations be? What should we set realistic expectations so that we can live our life to the fullest and live a happy, healthy life? Yeah. I I mean, I think again, it comes back to balance and figuring out what that's going to mean for you, because if, okay, if we go back to nutrition again, and we're talking about like, okay, so how do we have healthy nutrition? Like, what does that even look like? Well, I think even just asking yourself that question, like what does healthy nutrition mean for me? It doesn't have to mean the same as it means for someone else. We all have different financial circumstances, different places that we live. So there's different food availabilities depending on all those kinds of things. And so maybe you don't have super common access to like fresh fruits and vegetables, but you can eat frozen fruits and vegetables and there's nothing or canned fruits and vegetables. And, and, um, so I think one of the things is kind of like removing some of the stigmas, just like we've been so much better about removing the stigmas with mental health. We have this, like these foods that have been blacklisted. I think we've mentioned this before on the podcast and, you know, maybe our listeners have heard things like this, but like, um, you know, they call this group of fruits and vegetables, the dirty dozen, right. They're like supposedly have the most pesticides on them or whatever it is. And it's like, instead of vilifying fruits and vegetables, like how can you incorporate more fruits and vegetables in your diet? How can you eat some of those foods that have more of the nutrient density that your body needs. Um, and so I think just that, just like asking yourself, what does healthy nutrition look like for me? And how can I start incorporating some of those things? And I think one of the key factor is to educate yourself, right? There's so much information out there. Like we live in an informational era right now where, you know, if you want to figure something out. You just ask your AI, Hey, Alexa, Hey, Google, you know, like, tell me about this. Or you you can just pull up your smartphone and type it in and you can get an answer right away. But at the same time, there is so much information out there. It's hard to weed out from what's good information and what might not be so good. And so I think one key thing is to really look into it and do some research and figure out what is good nutrition for me. Because at the end of the day, I think it all comes down to moderation, right? We all know sugar is not the best thing for us. Fried foods is not the best things for us. But at the same time, like they exist for a reason, right? (laughs) So It's okay to enjoy a little bit, but just not overeat. And um, to add on on top of that, you know, what's healthy for one person might not be healthy for another person. For instance, you know, whole grains. Whole grains are a great source of fiber, great source of energy and carbohydrates. For, For someone who has celiac disease, it's not good for them. You know, like if they eat whole grains or bread or flour, their body will start attacking. And in that case, no, like this is not something that's good for me, even though it might be good for someone else. And so, I mean, that might be a little bit of an extreme case, right? Or like someone who's allergic to fish or shellfish, you know, like salmon has so many good 
healthy fats and omega-3s and omega-6. And then, so are you saying that everyone on this planet should eat salmon? What about someone who's vegan or vegetarian? Like that's not good for them or someone who is allergic to fish and shellfish. I mean, like if they eat that, they'll die. So in that, that definition, no, fish is not healthy, is not good for them. And so, um, like I said, these are kind of extreme cases, but that just kind of gets you thinking, maybe kind of redefining what good nutrition is for you, right? Um, yeah. So if we just kind of talk about like nutrition basics. So obviously if people are listening to this, then they already know that we like macros, right? We talk about macros. And one of the reasons that we talk about macronutrients is because macros, carbohydrates, protein, and fat, those are foods that our bodies need, right? Then we can also talk about like more general things, vitamins and minerals, which we get from a lot of our macronutrients are in those foods too. And then like water. Those are like, kind of like the basics of nutrition. Right. And so if you kind of look at those things and you're like, okay, so if I know that in order to, we'll just even kind of use the term like loosely, if I want to create a healthy diet for myself, that means that I probably need to create some balance where I'm getting some of these macronutrients and some of the micronutrients that come with it, you know, drinking water. And like Annie said before, thinking about that balance and using things like sugar in moderation, you know, including some of those things, including fry foods, whatever those things are that you like that are enjoyable, but having your, the foundation of your nutrition be a little bit more balanced in those macronutrients. Yeah. I don't know. What are are your other thoughts on that? Well, and then um, just understanding what our bodies need to function at its optimal um, point. And then using science to incorporate, to help us feel the best. And that's where micronutrients and macronutrients come in, right? So if we're talking about creating balance in those things and, you know, just understanding a little bit more what your body needs, I think maybe the cool thing and the little bit of a hard thing with that is that it does take a little bit of like tweaking things, you know, eating foods, seeing how your body responds, seeing how you feel overall. So I think sometimes when we think about health, a lot of times people associate a scale number with that or things like that, but just understanding that there's so many different things that play into our body composition and nutrition does play a big part of that, but you have to make sure that you're giving your body enough for whatever your day looks like, whatever you do throughout the day and, you know, making sure that it's like great sources too. If you're someone who's super active, you're going to need carbohydrates to fuel those activities. You're going to want to have protein to help you build and maintain muscle mass. And you know, you're going to need fat for hormones and all those kinds of things. So just understanding a little bit of the, like the simple facts of what those macronutrients do for you, I think. And then understanding that obviously those food sources, the more natural food sources, when we're talking about plants, fruits and vegetables, and animal sources of protein, obviously those sources are going to be the most nutrient dense as well, because that's where like, just, it's amazing. That's how it was created, right? Like apples and berries and, you know, things like that have the fiber in them that we need. And they have vitamin A and vitamin C and, you know, these different vitamins and minerals that we get. And so when you're working at creating balance in your nutrition, you're able to pull from kind of these different categories and then 
get the foods that you like, the foods that taste good to you, and then also the foods that your body needs too. But I think that it does take some figuring out. It takes some playing around with it and seeing like, not only what are your likes and dislikes, but like, how does your body respond to different foods? Well, and have you ever heard of the saying, you can't outrun a bad diet and you can't out eat in an active lifestyle. So I think of it as, you know, when you go, when your car um, is running low on fuel, you go to the gas station to fill up on gas, right? And so you can't take your car. Most cars run on gasoline and not diesel. So you can't take your car to gas station and fuel it up with diesel and expect it to run. What's going to happen when you put diesel fuel into a gasoline fueled car. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Your car's going to break down. It might start smoking, right? And so that's kind of like us trying to put fuel that's not so good for our bodies and then expect our bodies to run the way it's supposed to be. And when maybe it doesn't, then you're like, well, I just need to exercise more. You know, like if I exercise more, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and exercise and burn 500 calories, then I can earn my pumpkin pie tonight. I earned that piece of pie. You know, we all, we all kind of joke about, oh, the reason why we go to the gym is so that we can eat whatever we want. To an extent, yes, that's kind of true because, you know, like going to the gym, it kind of makes you feel better about eating and indulging in the more high fat, high sugar foods that gives us pleasure. But at the same time, no, like if you are constantly fueling your car with diesel or you're constantly fueling your body with food that are not helping to provide cellular regeneration or giving you enough energy for the day, then like it doesn't matter how much exercise you do. You cannot outrun a bad diet. And so I think a lot of times there's this misconception that to be healthy, you have to work out, right? Like going to the gym or running five days a week or working out equals health, but it's working out, exercising is just one part of the equation. I think that nutrition is always king when it comes to general health, because again, going back to that analogy, it's, it's that fuel, you know, like the gasoline, the better gas you put in your car, the better it's going to run. And so really focusing on keying in your nutrition, figuring out what makes you run the best, you know, and once you have that piece of the puzzle in, then you can add another stuff, you know, like, okay, now I want to start lifting and building muscle, or I want to train for this race. So I'm going to start running a 5k every day. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't exercise if your nutrition's not there, but I just want to help our listeners understand that again, you can't outrun a bad diet. You know, just remember, even if you're going to the gym seven days a week, you know, if your nutrition is not there, you are not serving yourself. Yeah, I actually, I'm going to push back on that just a little bit because I think that there's different areas. So for some one person, 
they might already have the workout piece of the puzzle there, right? Like maybe that is a really great consistent habit in their life. And so now rather than like worrying too much about that, now it's time to like work on bringing in some of the nutritional aspects and not necessarily even for the, um, the mindset of like, you can't outrun a bad diet, but like just for the, okay, so how do I fuel these workouts? Because I like to exercise. I like this piece. I know it's great for my mental health. So now it's, how do I fuel my workouts? How do I feel better in the gym or whatever. Um, because I don't know, for me, I think if someone were to just come to me and say, well, it's great that you work out, but what you really should focus on is your nutrition. I already know that. I already know that I need to work on nutrition. I already know some of these things, but working out does so many things for my health in general. I mean, building and maintaining muscle so that I can move my body now and later on in life. I mean, there's just, I feel like the nutrition side of things and the movement side of things, it's kind of a marriage and you gotta like, you know, maybe at different times, one part of that marriage is a little stronger than the other or whatever, but like, they really kind of got to work together. Does that I make totally sense? agree. So I guess for me, I just think, you know, if we're, we're just looking at like the basics, we're talking about basic nutrition. We're talking about basic um, health and wellness, then I think that, that you kind of got to figure out for you, like we were saying with nutrition, like figuring out the foods that fuel your body well, figuring out, um, you know, how you feel when you eat different foods and also sprinkling in the things that you love and enjoy. Um, because food is like, we've talked about this before, but food is so many things. It's about connection. It's about relationships. It's about taste and savoring things. And, you know, there's so much to experience with food that I don't think that we have to be like fitting ourselves into this box where you're like, no, I can only eat this certain thing ever. We want to have that moderation, like Annie mentioned before. And so finding what works well for you and sticking to some super general basic things, like knowing, having that awareness piece, what are you putting in your body? What's the calorie amount that you're putting in your body? What is your body doing with that? And then paying attention to macronutrients too. And then on the other side of things with your physical health, I think just learning how to move your body and moving away as much as you can from that idea of earning your food, um, moving your body because it feels good, moving your body because you can moving your body because it's enjoyable to go on a walk. And that repetitive movement pattern is so good for your mental health and your nervous system. And, you know, so just finding those things, just like with food, like finding the things with exercise that you love to do and finding the, the way for you to be able to create that habit so that it's a part of everyday life and not just like the thing that you have to do because you ate something or the thing that you have to do because of, you know, whatever reason, finding a way for it to be just as essential for you as nutrition is, because really when we move our bodies, it benefits us in so many ways. And, and I think moving into like mental health and spiritual health, I think that those things are, um, a little bit more personalized than nutrition and physical health, because those are kind of whatever, like there's some, there's, there's nuance with all of these things. Right. But I think that, um, spiritual and mental health that even boils down a little bit more because like is super great for my mental health might not be super great for someone else's mental health. What are your thoughts on that? Just to add on to that. I think the key word here is to optimize, optimizing your nutrition. And then going back to that, you know, um, exercise is great and nutrition is great and it's not one or the other. Yeah. Like a lot of times we'll have this mindset of, well, 
you know, I can't outrun a bad diet. I have to focus on, you know, diet now only, or, you know, I have to only focus on exercise. If I'm not getting my exercise done, then I'm not healthy, but they go hand in hand. You know, it's like, sometimes we're so focused on doing like, what's the right thing? You know, what is the right thing for me to do? Like, and then we start reading like all these articles and educating ourselves, which is great. But then I feel like sometimes people can get overwhelmed and they're like, well, this person says this, I need to do this. But then this person says this, wait, like, I don't know what to do now because they seem to contradict each other. And then there's this third person who says, you know, just throw everything out and just do keto. You know, keto will solve everything. (laughs) And so at the end of the day, if for some odd reason, your body strives on sugar, you know, and you have, you're like 80 years old, but you have the heart health of a 20 year old, then whatever you're doing with your life, just keep doing it right? Again, the key word is optimizing, optimizing your life. If you are feeling great and someone, someone comes up to you and says, you know, you shouldn't be eating so much, I don't know, like fruits and vegetables. You should enjoy life a little bit and eat a piece of pie. If you don't want that piece of pie, don't eat that piece of pie, you know? And on the flip side, if someone comes up to you and says, I think you eat too much, too many fries and burgers, and that's not healthy for you. And you go to the doctor's office and your test results are all normal, like your cholesterol's fine, you know, like you're happy, you're not stressed, then why listen to what other someone else says, right? What yeah. a, you, the key thing is you got to find out what works best for you. You know, everyone always wants to act like an expert, like they know everything. But at the end of the day, we're all just learning you know, trying to figure out life on our own. And so again, optimize your nutrition. If you're not feeling great, then yeah, do something about it. Don't use like, oh, it's just my genetics. There's nothing I can do. Like, yes, that's your genetics. But yes, there's something you can do. It's not one or the other. You can do both. And so I think it's awesome that we have so many resources nowadays. And it's fun to learn and it's fun to try new things but at the end of the day you get to decide what works best for your body and what feels best for you and then just kind of easing into that now we're going to kind of transition into mental health right because let's say you're going to the gym six days a week you have a rest day in you're lifting three times a week you're adding a hit workout in during the week and you're doing like a 60 minute list which is low intensity, you know, steady state cardio, you're doing textbook, everything that you're supposed to do, you know, you're eating healthy, you're hitting your macros, your macronutrients on point, your gut health is just perfect. Everything is just perfect. Everything is just wonderful, but you're not happy. Then are you healthy? If you're not happy, you're physically, you're healthy, but mentally, if you're not happy, are you really healthy? Yeah. You know, that's something to think about. Because health isn't just physical anymore. Your mental health is just as important as your physical health. And so maybe take a step back and look at what, why is it that I'm not satisfied? Why is it that I'm not healthy, uh, happy? Why is it that I'm not content, right? And figure out what it is that you need to do to change. And so Annie, you want to kind of talk about a little bit more about mental health 
So mental health, I think is tricky. Like I said before, I think it's hard because there, you know, there's things that are maybe super helpful for one person that are maybe not super helpful for another. But I do think that there have been enough studies and things like that on mental health that we do know that when we are grateful, we feel better. It does help us create more happiness. I guess I just have to say, I also don't think that um, when I'm ta- when we're talking about mental health, that just means like you're happy all the time, no matter what, right? That's not, that's actually not a real thing. Um, that's not a real part of mental health. Like no. mental health means being okay with all of the emotions that come yeah. up in your life because you're a human and exactly human experiences and we're going to go through sadness and we're going to go through anger and we're going to go through, you know, frustration, happiness, joy, all these human emotions. And so having good mental health means that you're able to sit in any of those emotions and cope well with any of those emotions. To me, I guess that's how I would define mental health. That's not like the Oxford dictionary definition of mental health or whatever. But for me, I think that's, that's what I think of is, is being able to cope with kind of any of those human experiences that come up. And when I say cope, I I mean that, you know, you have ways of dealing with those emotions that are not harmful to you or harmful to another human. Because, you know, sometimes maybe you have a coping skill that means when you're angry, you have an outburst and you yell, well, that is harmful to another human, right? So learning how to manage those emotions. So it doesn't mean that if you are angry and you have that urge to yell that you go outside and yell at a tree or you just take yourself for a walk or whatever it is, or, you know, you have that human experience, you yell at someone, and then you're able to also have a human experience where you can have the other side of that and have the remorse and say, I'm sorry for this thing that I did. And and so I think just finding ways for you to be comfortable sitting in any of those human emotions. What do you think? So since we're on the topic of what Oxford Dictionary says, I just pulled it up. So a mental health is a noun, and it's a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. And I agree with everything that you just said. And just to add on to that, and that's why it was really important to point out that it wasn't just happiness. It was, I also use the word content because to me, when we think of mental health, now, if you're never happy, that's an issue. Sure. I know that we're not supposed to be happy all the time, but as human beings, our goals are to achieve, you know, at least be partially happy sometimes, but more so I think being contempt, being contempt means, you know, I'm sad right now, but I'm okay with that, you know, and I'm stressed right now, but I'm okay with that because I have skills that I, I know that I can deal with and this will pass. And so the reason why we brought bring up mental health is our mental health is very, very intimately tied with our physical health, right? When our physical health, when our physical beings feel good, when we're not in pain, when we're not sick, our emotional health usually comes with. And, you know, we're happier. We're not as irritated. If everything is aligned with your physical health and you're still not content you still feel like there's something missing. This is this is a good time to seek out and reach out to people that can help. Just like when we're sick, we go see a doctor. When we have things and you know like kidney stones, gallbladder stones, something that requires surgery, we go see a surgeon to help fix the problem. Specialists can help. Mental health 
is just as important. And sometimes, like you said, we're not supposed to feel happy all the time. It just doesn't happen. For most people, we have the skills to cope with it. But for people that don't have skills to cope with it, it's okay to reach out to a friend, family members, talk about it, reach out to specialists like a licensed therapist, psychologist, you know, even your general practitioner can help guide you to see um, what you can do to make sure that your health, again, is optimized, right? That's the key word. We want your health to be optimized and not just your physical health, but also your mental health. And do you have anything to add on to that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think in February we gave some really cool um, tips and tricks about self-love and, and kind of, you know, that's kind of goes into mental health things. And so I totally agree. I mean, I think it's about finding like what's the most optimal for you and realizing that what's optimal for you is what's optimal for you. And it doesn't need to look like anything else. Just finding that balance for yourself. And so learning for yourself, that, that nutritional piece, the, the physical activity piece, the mental and spiritual aspect of things, like what works well for you and what helps you to be a great productive, kind, loving human in society, you know, and, and all those things do tie in so much together. And yeah, obviously it's like, you can see it when you're physically unwell, you know, you're sick or you're injured. Sometimes that does affect our mental health, but it goes both ways. It's like, if, if we're not feeling great mentally, it can also affect our physical beings and our, you know, our nutrition. Definitely many of those things. Like, so it's just, again, it's like kind of that marriage. So you kind of got to figure out like, what works well for you. And I think it's hard to learn to listen to your body and, and realize like, Hey, this, this is not working well for me with whether it's your mental health or maybe nutritionally or whatever, but even just being willing to like confront that and notice that whatever this issue is, Hey, like this kind of keeps coming up. I keep having this same, you know, issue with gut health or whatever it is. And so like being willing to dig a little bit deeper on it for yourself and figuring out what could be causing it and what could you do to make some changes. I love that. And then um, if, you know, if we think about what an ex extrovert person is like and what an introvert person is like, so an extrovert, this is just like a stereotypical general, we're not really talking about a specific person, but just traits. Okay. So hypothetical person. The extrovert will want to go out and party every weekend. The extrovert will want to surround him or herself with a lot of friends. You know, like they like their life to be busy. They like to be the life of the party. You know, like they like a lot of things going on all at the same time. Whereas the opposite end, the introvert would prefer to stay home and read a book or go out in nature and just like enjoy a walk with a couple of close friends. And so you wouldn't like if you say, oh, to the introvert, you're you're not doing enough. Like you're just at home all day. Like you're not happy if you're home. Like I'm the extrovert. Like I know when I'm at home by myself, I'm not content. I need to be active and doing stuff in life. And so like if you take the introvert and throw that introvert her into a party at a nightclub, you know, like all night long, she's not going to be happy because to her, the definition of happiness, contentment, you know, is to be at peace, to be doing things that she likes, whether it's reading a book, cooking, you know, talking to a friend, going on a walk. Whereas the extrovert, you know, to her, the definition of 
happiness or contentment is to be surrounded by friends and to feel that connection with people. And again, this is just like generalization, not a specific person. And so when we think of our mental health, you don't want to look at someone else and say, well, they look happy, you know, like I, I need to, if I'm like them, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be contempt. And going back to like health uh, and, you know, some people might not agree, but this kind of goes to that body image thing, right? We often look at other people and we're like, they have a six pack. They're so shredded. They're so dedicated at the gym. You know, they have so many friends. They must be happy. They must have a wonderful life. If I want to feel that happiness, if I want to feel that contentment, then I need to be like her. Well, again, going back to the extrovert, introvert, you can't compare apples to oranges. It just doesn't work, right? Everyone has their own strengths. Everyone has their own likes. Everyone has their own dislikes. You know, doing so by comparing your body image or comparing your life to someone else's life. You know, we kind of talked about this on uh, other episodes, but comparison is the thief of joy. Once you start comparing, then all of a sudden it's like your uniqueness no longer matters. Now, all of a sudden, it's about measuring up to someone else. And you will never, never measure up to someone else because you're not that person. When you compare people, two things happen, okay? You either compare yourself and you realize you're better than them and that makes you feel better. So you're elevating yourself over someone else or you compare yourself against someone and then you feel inferior because you will never be able to measure up to their life their quote-unquote so-called perfect life in your mind so then you feel terrible so so it's just like it's a no-win situation right like you either compare and like you like elevate yourself you make yourself feel better by making some belittling someone else or you just make yourself feel bad because you feel like you can't be like them and so I know this is kind of a stretch to mental health, but really it all comes down to our perspective, right? Like it is a tricky spot in life to find that contentment, to find that place where you can just sit and just be okay with, right? I'm okay. And like, I know happiness, like quote unquote, happiness is such a taboo word, but we're going to use it anyways, because that's what people think of when that for most people, that's their goal. They just want to be happy. You know, what is it going to get you when you say, I want to lose 50 pounds? What is it going to get you? If I lose 50 pounds, maybe so-and-so would love me more, or I would love myself more, but losing that 50 pounds changes your outward appearance, but it doesn't change like what's inside your head. Right. And so, you know, mental health, is just so important and we've done a lot of episodes in the past that you know February was a good one like Annie said about self-love you guys can go back and listen to that 
but I don't know. Do you have anything else? Really? My only other thought is I guess like for me, I get when we think about the, this discussion as a whole, if I mean the ways to, um, remove judgment, like judgment from yourself and judgment from other people, like it's not your job to worry about what someone else's nutrition looks like. Maybe unless those people are your children, then maybe it's your job. Um, but other than that, or maybe if you're their coach or whatever, right? Like maybe sometimes it is some people's jobs, but overall, like it's not your job to worry about someone else's nutrition. It's not your job to worry about someone else's exercise program. It's about you finding what works well for you, how you feel when you feel your body, how you feel when you work out, what works well for your own mental health. And so just kind of being willing to take that upon yourself and exploring a little bit with some of those types of things and and seeing like, hey, maybe someone said you should lift 70 bajillion pounds or whatever, but you're like, I actually don't really like lifting weights. Great. Don't lift weights. Right. So instead of worrying so much about those outside things, Annie talked about in the very beginning, like taking that education upon yourself and learning what works well for me, what helps me feel well physically, what helps me feel well mentally, what helps me feel well nutritionally, spiritually, you know, and just all those ways and finding that for yourself. No one, no one can really define that for you. No one can create that for you. It's something that you're going to have to create on your own. What else do you want to add? You know, we talked about uh, mental health, how it affects our physical body. And like, we kind of mentioned this earlier too, our, the way our physical body also is affected by our mental health, like how our mental health is, like, we'll, actually affect our body and there's a really good book it's called the body keeps the score brain mind and body and the healing of trauma by Bessel van der Kolk and like if you're interested in learning more about like how like our mental health like affects our body that's a really good book to read so just wanted to add that on love that okay well hopefully this is some just, it's a good discussion for you guys to kind of take and maybe learn for yourselves, like what works well for you with your mental health, with your physical health, with your nutrition and finding those pieces to make that puzzle fit together for your most optimal life. Well, friends, thanks so much for joining us on the Macros Universe podcast today. We hope you've enjoyed the topic for this week. We would love it if you could subscribe, rate, review, and share our podcast. Every rating helps the podcast grow. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the macros universe and feel free to email us with any questions, comments, or suggestions for topics you'd like to hear about at the macros universe at gmail.com. Remember as your friendly neighborhood coaches, we are here to grow and progress with you. We can't wait to chat again next week.